When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. Yes, and happy Thor's Day to all of you who celebrate. It's a reckless speculation Thursday on... Score North across some of our other podcasts. Man, we got into some great juicy stuff with Doogie today on the scoop session. So people go go take a listen to where that he he floated something. He goes, he goes, I'm I'm asking aggregators to not go with this. But then he floated something that like you have to go with if you're an aggregator. So we'll see yeah. if it picks up steam. But this is a Thor's Day edition. Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros here to make us smarter. Thor, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thanks. I know what I'm listening to right when we get done with this. I, I'm very, I'm very interested now. But yeah, uh, good to be back. Excited to break down some draft. Yeah, we and we've done a lot of you know you, the JJ McCarthy clip from a couple weeks ago. You know, you uh, you move the betting market on JJ McCarthy. People people saying that Thor didn't move the betting market don't understand how betting markets work. Okay? Those people are jealous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are some people that are jealous. But but we're and we can get into some quarterback stuff here today too. We'll do a mock draft simulation. But let's start with defensive trenches, Thor. We let's just dive right into it here. Um, the Vikings right now under contract have in in terms of edge rushers and and defensive down linemen. Harrison Phillips is under contract. Cricket noises. <laughs> uh, DJ Wanham, no. Daniil Hunter, no, as of right now. right? I mean, they literally, unless they bring a couple of these guys back and Daniil might go sign somewhere else for more money, it's kind of a blank canvas. They need pressure. They need sacks. 
and there's two or three dudes in the edge department that keep landing with the Vikings in mock drafts. There's some interior guys. So we'd love to just throw it to you and tell us, is this a good, if the Vikings don't go quarterback in the first round, or even like maybe, maybe project out to day two, is this a draft where you can get a top of the line edge rusher or an interior pressure guy? So first off, yeah, the the situation is kind of dire at those two positions right now. You know, I have the Vikings draft needs that way I rank them. You have to put QB on the top, but number two, I have edge. Number three, I have interior defensive line. So, I mean, these are the two positions we have to talk about, you know, and then, you know, the quarterback thing's got to be addressed, but these are the the next two, in my opinion. It's not a great situation right now. We'll we'll see what happens with Hunter and some of those other things. But, yeah, they're going to have to draft someone. If the quarterback thing was addressed before the draft, Maybe it wouldn't be my preference, but if it is, yes. I mean, these picks early on, you have the first, you have the second, you have no third. Uh, you have to use at least would have in that scenario would have to use at least one of these two picks on the defensive front, maybe even both of them. So Thor, if the Vikings um stay at eleven with a first round pick, the way that this could play out, do you think that it makes more sense for them to address the interior of the defensive line then or the edge? Like, like, let's say, let's say Hunter's gone. Wanda might come back for cheaper, but I mean, it, th- that's not going to fill that spot. But we have also continually talked about the fact that the interior of the defensive line was really lacking a, a stud sort of big guy to clog it up. Which place do you think that they probably go first if they pick that those two positions? Just the constitution of that class. If you knew heading in, you were going to delineate both those picks to, you know, one to interior defensive line, one to edge. I would go with the edge dude first. Uh, and and the reason for that is is because of the, like the buckets and the tiers of these different guys. That th- This is not a great interior defensive line class. I think in the second round, the Vikings could address that with someone that is a scheme fit for them. I, I have something in mind that I would like uh, as far as that goes. But the edge, you have – no less than three guys that for sure would be solid values in that 11 slot. Some people might even argue to extend it out to a fourth. Um, but, you know, between uh, Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, and Latu, potentially, we'll have to see on Latu's medicals. Uh, those would be guys that you could toss out for that. You could even move down a little bit, you would think, and be able to get a guy like Chop Robinson later in the round. Recoup picks if you want to get a third rounder back, you know, whatever. Um, if you want to go that route as well. But I would wait on the interior defensive line until the second round, if that was the scenario. Interesting. I mean, they need, even as as much as Daniil Hunter has been so impactful, and the, the sack numbers were definitely among tops in the league last year. I think he led the league in TFLs, too. So he's still very disruptive. But he was only 10th in pressures among edge rushers last year, which is great. Like, he's, he's still, a, you could argue he's still very much a top 10 edge rusher. But I don't think he's on the level of a Nick Bosa, Aiden Hutchinson, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby. There's a, I mean, Miles Garrett. There's a group of guys, and you can fight me on this if you want, Thor, that I think are above Daniil Hunter. And Hunter's going to be 29 years old. So to me, like, if you're going to replace Daniil Hunter, I'm looking for someone that has the potential to be a top 10 edge rusher, maybe after their first or second year. How many guys, just edge category first, how many guys in this draft have a pretty fair chance? to be a top 10 pressure edge rusher? Mm, I'd say four. The the three guys that I tossed out, and then I would toss Chop Robinson, and, you know, as a fourth one. Yeah, I mean, and there's some other guys that other people like, like, you know, for instance, Braylon Trice of Washington. Um, There's things to like about his game, but he's at, 
for me, he's too athletically limited. He's sort of like an unorthodox guy, and he sort of like gets in the heads of offensive linemen. Like he's he doesn't have a quick get off, but he he descends on him. He has this weird like long step for his first step, so he sort of breaches like the the space of the offensive lineman, and then it's like everything flowers out from there in his counters and whatnot. But I, I, he's not like that dude that you're like, oh, this guy's an athletic freak. Like his ceiling is a top ten edge rusher in the league. But the, those other four guys I mentioned, if they hit their apex ceiling, I think you will put them in that category. Where does Chop, where does Chop goes? Chop because Chop is not being mocked like top like around eleven, right? Is yeah. he is he a second round guy? Like why is he not included in those other where the other three guys are? Well, to me, he should be a back end of the first round guy. Uh, I, okay. I you know in the PFF mocks, every time you can get him in the second. Uh, we'll see if that ends up being the case in the NFL draft. I would sort of doubt it. I you know I think late first round, early second round, whatever. He, it's funny going off that Daniel, uh, you know, we were just talking about Daniel Hunter. Chop Robinson has a similar-ish thing going on with his evaluation, which is, you look at the last two years, his pressure rate, one metric, his pass rush, uh, win rate, percentage, different stuff like that. The pressures he accrued, the hurries, different stuff like that are at the top of the class. But then you start looking at the sack numbers, it is way, way, way lower. And so, you know, Daniel Hunter, obviously, when he came out of LSU that last year, he was one of the tops in the nation in pressure rate, but he had, what, zero sacks his last year at LSU. So it's a sort of a similar-ish eval with that. I don't think, the, the, you know, the, the on-field profile thing with Chubb Robinson, he's never going to be a great run defender. Um, that's something that needs to be worked on to try to marginally improve that area. Uh, I guess in scouting vernacular, he doesn't have the sand in the pants or whatever. It was easy for Big Ten offensive linemen to push him back. I, I think there's a couple things that can be done to make him adequate in that area. Cause at, at this time he's trying to beat you off the edge with, with that speed and stuff like that. He can convert speed to power very well, different stuff like that. Um, when the offensive lineman is the guy coming forward, I think there's a couple things to sit down with him. I, I think Flores would be a perfect mentor of this of like, dude, when you're on the attack, we love you. You're one of the best dudes in this class, whatever. But when the sort of the role is reversed with that, there's a couple technical things that we can do here that will allow you to hold your ground and set that edge because that's what we need to get, you know, guys flowing to the play side, whatnot. And I, I think things can be worked on with that. But as far as the, the edge rushing thing, just in terms of pure pass rusher, there hasn't been a guy better in the country the last couple of years than Chop Robinson. You just put it over the aggregate stats. So, Thor, what, what's your best guess uh, with the combine coming up next week of the four guys that we're basically talking about here? How much do you think – values are going to be moved by the combine like are are you from your uh work with film are you seeing guys that that you think are gonna you know either post combine pop up or go down based on what the medicals and the physical stuff uh with the workouts show in indianapolis there are positions where the athletic testing the athletic testing metrics they're not as predictive for the NFL success, like one-to-one. Some of those positions are even sort of surprising. Like, I think people would be surprised to know that athleticism at the receiver position is not quite as important as you'd think. Knowing how to run a route is way more important than that. Edge is a highly correlative position between the testing metrics and then the NFL success. If you're not a stud athlete out there, you're going to struggle and you have to have other things in your, your tool set, be very, very skilled and have other things to be able to overcome that. So to your point uh, for the edge rushers in particular, the combine testing is very, very important. 
those top four guys that we're talking about, top three, if you want to say like that, the order of those guys is in some ways going to be informed by how they test. But I think it's more important for the guys later on because I ha- there's questions that I have that are, uh, you know, uh, almost down the line that have to do with something involved with their athletic profile. Like, for instance, I just brought up Trice, right? Like, to me, Trice is a guy who is very, very smart. He There's some things that he is technically sound and certainly the know-how but he's like this unorthodox dude who I think he he does some of the things he does to mitigate or or attempt to overcome a lack of, of the true athleticism or lack of the true bend and different stuff like that. Being unorthodox and different stuff like that, trying to introduce doubt into the offensive lineman's head, get him going one way, you know, yada, yada. I want to see that Trice can test better than I think he will, right? Or, or some of these different guys, they have a very – Chris Braswell's in, from Alabama is a little bit further down. But it's another thing where, like, what you like about him, it's like veteran headiness, knows what he's doing, technically sound like the power element of his game coming forward. But it's like I have this supposition that he is just sort of a decent athlete. I Those guys have to prove it to me, and then that's when you start to to jump up, you know. Right. Thor, I, I've thrown this idea out to Miles and and uh, Tyler Fornis, too, on Purple Daily on draft, where if those edge rushers and the defensive line guys probably aren't going to be on the board or might, won't be getting taken until, like, the mid-teens, basically where the Vikings are picking. And, and also, let's assume maybe the Vikings, their quarterback plan didn't go out, so all the quarterbacks are off the board. They didn't want to trade up. Is a trading back just a couple spots and still landing a defensive lineman, like, a pretty probable situation? Could you see the Vikings doing that? Like, maybe moving from 11 to, let's say, like, 14, 15? They get an extra day two pick for one of those teams that wants to jump up. Is that a, a good plan by the Vikings? Can you see that happening? I, yes, I think that's super viable. Like in you know in that scenario, so we're we're assuming Declan. I I, I suppose that the quarterback situation's already been addressed yep. before the draft in this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that scenario, yes, it's super viable because you have that little grouping, and we'll see if if Chop ends up getting in to make it more of a big four. You know, depending on the testing one, but even if it's just three that's around where we expect those guys to start going, right? And so if there's multiple of those guys on the board, but then there's a scenario where let's say, uh, you know, it's an interesting class at the top because a lot of the position, you know, outside of quarterback, but a lot of those other positions where this class has studs, the Vikings don't necessarily need or wouldn't pick that position at number 11 or in the first round. Like the three demigod uh, receivers, for instance. Then you have the two really good offensive tackles. I don't think they're a fit for the Vikings. You know, you go go sort of down the line. If one or two of those guys falls down to 11 unexpectedly, this happens every single year, and then the Vikings aren't going to take the – you know, whatever. They're sitting there. There's going to be teams calling, like, I need to get up there to, to grab that dude if you know that they're not going to take the edge rusher. And if you were still within four, five, six slots of where you started, yeah, then, then you would be able to project that, especially if two of those edge rushers are on the board, for instance, um, that, that you could then – there would be a good shot at getting one of those guys. I, I think that's a super viable idea, yes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You mentioned a few minutes ago, Thor, that you had an idea based on sort of scheme that you would like to see happen with this position group. What can you share that with us? What would you like to see? Yeah, I can. Like, so if, you know, in this scenario, or even if, you know, like uh, you use the first round pick in a quarterback, either way, mm-hmm. a, a de- an interior defensive lineman that I would love on the Vikings is Devondre Sweat from Texas. He's the oh, planet sized oh. guy. Six, four and a half, 355. The, the Vikings and Flores' defense, like, you know, when, when you're talking about against the run, they want those linebackers flowing to the ball. What do you need to facilitate that? A you plan. Need guys, exactly. You need guys that are knocking heads up there and occupying the blockers. That that was, you know, we, we talked a lot about last season about how the Vikings weren't getting the uh, uh, pressures from their defensive, their down linemen, that they, they weren't creating havoc. But it went beyond that where they also weren't doing their job of helping out the linebackers as well as they could have. A guy like Sweat is all of a sudden you've solved that. He's like, uh, you know, discount Jordan Davis, like a 90% version of Jordan Davis. And we'll have to see in his testing, like, is this guy, because on the field, it looks like he can move, not not quite as well as Jordan Davis at that same size, but for his size, absolutely. He just needs to prove that he's not as stiff in terms of the run defense, in terms of the occupying different stuff like that. You, in this class, you don't have other guys up there that are over, you know, 320 pounds. That the next guy, like on the board, on the consensus board, that would be Mason Smith is the next guy that is over 320 pounds, and he's he's way down there. He's probably gonna be a round three guy. So I, I think I would really like that for Flores' defense, and then it allows the other defensive linemen to do their thing. But particularly, it allows those linebackers behind to flow to the ball. Guy like Ivan Pace, you just need to keep. Uh, the blockers away from the second level and just let him run sideline to sideline. We know he's yeah. going to make the play. Oh, oh what big oh. fat guy does that. What what round would Sweat uh, be projected? Do you think? I'm guessing it's going to be round two. And if he tests, you know, you guys remember Jordan Davis around mm-hmm. this time in his process. Yeah. There was people that thought he could be a like early second round. You know, because it was like, oh, what's his utility in the past game, whatever. But then he goes to India and he just blew the roof off the place. And then, you know, that's when he becomes the mid-first-round pick. If if Sweat just sort of tests as we expect him to, it's going to be somewhere in that mid-second round, maybe early second round. But he could go up or down depending on how the testing went. But I, I think that 40-second pick, wow. you're talking the sweet spot for where Sweat is viewed right now. Okay, and, and uh, we should keep that in mind because we will do a mock here, and I have some parameters for us. But just one more question on the, the – just to back to the edges for a second. The three guys that are being mocked around 11 right now. So let's take Chop off the board for now. If he lights it up with measurements, and maybe he maybe it's a big four like you said. Latu, Dallas Turner, and Jared Verse. Which of those three guys has the highest ceiling to maybe be the dude at that position in the NFL? Or, or none of them, if none of them do. And which of them has the highest likelihood of being a bust? Like, like the Vikings have seen a couple of these, you know, uh, who is the the Badger that they drafted, Judd, 2004 or 5? Underwood? The edge Erasmus rusher. James. Erasmus, Erasmus James, James yeah. right? Like, Legend. 
So yeah. of those three guys, like bu- who's the who's the potential bust, and then who's the the biggest highest ceiling? Same answer for both. It's Latu. Latu, okay. his game is. I love his game. Uh, like he's very instinctual, and then he's just he has the quickness, the dartiness. Like he he doesn't move like an edge guy. Like he he moves like a much smaller person. And I love his leadership as well. You know, we seen it on the film last year and, you know, he was uh, uh, the, the recruiting pedigree and everything like that. And he piled up all these different sets. It was interesting in Mobile, a place he didn't have to go. I mean, like where he's viewed in the draft, he would not have had to participate in that. But not only was he flying around the field, he was like the defensive dude who like th- there was this one play I distinctly remember there. They had a Baylor interior defensive lineman there. Um, Gabe Hall, I think is what his name is. Anyhow, uh, nondescript. But this dude chased down a ball carrier to the sideline on one play. You know, just as you, you see this every day in the practice and whatnot. It was really interesting. Latu runs over to him and, and, and was like, awesome job, Gabe. Awesome job. That's how you run down the ball carrier. He was like every single play, he's he's not only getting people, you know, aligned and, and, and move over just a little bit into that gap, you, you know, whatever. But he's also like hyping up the teammates. The game speaks for itself, you know, in, in the three, four coming off the edge, he would be a terror for, for quarterbacks. The, but the only thing, and the thing that just uh, his risk uh, profile goes way up. He had uh, neck issues so bad that he was forced to medically retire from the sport just a couple mm. years ago. And so it's like, and then you're thinking about him going to the next level, all the collisions he is going to be in and different stuff like that. He is your classic uh, you bring your 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 team medical guys in and your lead doctor and like, dude, I know you take your job seriously, but especially when you bring in Latu, we need you to to be very diligent with this <laughs> because we're going to be hinging a lot of the eval on what you say. Is yeah. the is the re injury risk is that elevated compared to other guys? Is what are the odds that his career gets cut short because this crops up again? If you get the the you know not a clean bill of health, but if but if you get good news from the doctor with regards to how he's seeing that. That's where you bring a lot to up, but for all those reasons, it's his profile sort of sort of hazy because of all that stuff. Hey Thor, have have you um, given up on Patrick Jones? Because here, here's a guy that was a third round pick out of Pitt in 21. Um, he certainly came here with a feeling that he could be developed. He has played. I don't know. He's played particularly well. He's certainly not flashed much. But do you think a second year under Flores, do you think that there's there's something there that hasn't come out yet? Or is this getting to a point where he's just a guy, might make the team, might not? Because a third-round pick from 21 seems like it should still be potentially a viable player, especially because his body – his look fits the profile so much. Yeah, the 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 athletic tools are for sure there in an NFL uh, frame, and you know the the benefit of the doubt that you give him is he hasn't gotten the opportunity consistently to be out right. there and whatnot. There has been games where Patrick, you know, there was was it last year, or the year before, there was one game in particular I remember where he was doing stuff. Patrick Jones is doing stuff. Every now and again, you see it when he when he gets some of the run. I wouldn't pull the plug yet. Um, you know, I don't know how Flores and stuff sees that, but I, I would think that giving them the one more year of development to decide, um, that's that's how I would see it. I, I, I would imagine that he's safer on that roster cut line, but I don't know how the Vikings see that one. Well, let's, boys, let's let's get ready to do a mock draft simulation here so Thor can spread even more knowledge. And I have some parameters that we will build in as we do every – we don't just go in like, I don't know, do we, what do we do with Kirk? We're, we have a plan going in here, and I will unveil it for – this purple daily front office, but since we're talking draft and since we're looking ahead, 
the third annual Purple Daily Draft Party has a location and a date, obviously. April 25th, Thursday, April 25th at the Fillmore in Minneapolis. Tickets are free. We will have a VIP level package available too. And we will have ticket information. You do have to have a ticket to get in because uh, it is a venue. So we need to we need to give everyone a ticket. And we will give you information in the next week or two about how you can get those tickets. But third annual, this thing's a blast. Thor was at the one last year at Park Tavern. And it's just become our favorite and biggest event and night of the year. It's a chance for us to meet as many of you as possible who support this show. So mark your calendars, Thursday, April 25th. The draft starts at 7 o'clock. Doors are going to open around 530 and we'll have more information here in the coming weeks. But we are super pumped to take this thing to the Fillmore in Minneapolis. We'll try to find some Wi-Fi for you too, Thor, if you want to come out. Oh, I, I would love to come out. And I would just tell people, first of all, yes, it, it was a blast. And I'm super stoked that it, you guys have the big venue this year. I, I don't know if you've told this story on the pod. There were so many people turned away last year when we were at Park Tavern. It filled bars that were within a couple yeah. blocks just with the overflow. Like there was, there was. So I would suggest to people out there get there at five thirty, uh, so so you get in the building because it is going to be packed and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be freaking awesome. Hey, Judd, I'm putting you on the spot, but if you could talk about Livia here before we get into the, the mock draft simulation, let's tell the audience how they can lose some weight to to look tip top shape for the draft party in a few weeks. <laughs> exactly right, like sports dad. Right there, that's a couple of years ago, down 40 pounds out because my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers helped me drop the weight, and they're going to help you too. Heck, we have heard from numerous Score North and PD uh, l- listeners themselves about their own stories of weight loss. Each and every one of them has the support of my friends who have helped them drop weight, drop weight effectively, most importantly, keep that weight off. And oh, by the way, if you join now, springtime's coming. Definitely want to start to fit into clothes. You're going to get the first three months for free. You talk about a first round draft pick. You talk about first round idea. Three months for free. That's a first round idea right there for you. Lose the weight. Feel great. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. Livia.com. You don't have to do a mock draft for weight loss because you know now that Livia is your only pick. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, boys. Let's do, we'll, we'll set this as a five-round mocker here just for time. We got about 15, 16 minutes left here with Thor. We'll get to a random Viking of the week, too, as well after. So we're going to be the Vikings, obviously, with the PFF mock simulator at 11. We will do a five-round mock. We'll put this on slow to start with. And here's the parameters. I know you guys may not love this, but Kirk Cousins and his agent have strong-armed the Wilfs and Quasi into a two-year, again, seventy million dollar guaranteed contract. Never ends. Two no. years, seventy million. Both years are guaranteed, and so Kirk is under contract through two thousand twenty-five. Now, okay. doesn't mean we can't draft a quarterback here in this exercise, but it, it might make a difference on what our strategy is. And I'm going to say that Daniel Daniel Hunter has signed elsewhere. Daniel Hunter to the Bears or something, or to the Jaguars, okay? Okay. So let's enter the draft here. And the rest of the canvas is is wide open and, and blank here. Thor, you are the you are the general manager or the director of of scouting, whatever you want to be, and we'll just be throwing hot take ideas at you. Do you want to start the draft and see what happens? Do you want to trade up? Do you want to what do you want to do? Uh yeah, let's begin. I do not want to trade up. I want to see the offers we get once we're on the clock. Okay. Oh, okay, so let's let's we'll run this to the eleventh pick and see what happens. The Bears are on the clock right now. 
they take Caleb Williams. The Commanders take Drake May. And the New England Patriots take Marvin Harrison Jr. A little curveball. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver to the Cardinals. Cooper DeGene. What? Cornerback, mm. Iowa to the so, Chargers. So are your thoughts there? Whoa, dude. Wasn't a fair catch is my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Roma Dunze to the Giants. Whoa. And then Joe Alt, local tackle. Wow. Jane Daniels still on the board? This is wild, dude. Yes. Jane Daniels oh, is still on the board right now. But we just signed Kirk for two years, ironclad, dude. Yep. Can we call Goodell's office and see if we can get out of that two-year contract? <laughs> Lose it. <laughs> Kirk, we lost, uh, we lost paperwork, baby. So we'll see what the Falcons do. They got well, let me ask you this. Hold on. I'm going to pause it. Yeah, they're going to take. Would you, they're probably going to take him, but like, but in theory, like this could happen, right? The Vikings, okay, I guess we're we'll bring Kirk back for two years. Would you still move up and aggressively draft Jaden Daniels? I don't so, think I don't know that you can do that if he's. It's a, such a waste of resources to bring Kirk back for two years and then move up, and you know, it it definitely would be. You know, if if it's two guaranteed years, then you got a problem. I I don't know if the Vikings would go to the that if, if if it's a one year guarantee, get out of it after a year. I think it's still super viable to take the quarterback. But if it was two, I mean, Daniels, is, he'd been in college for five years, and then you're saying you're not going to be starting until year three, you know? Yeah. Oh, they took Nate Wiggins. Oh, God. What is going on? Olu Fashanu to the Bears. Well, this could happen. Brock Bowers to the Jets. I mean. The Vikings are on the clock, and yeah. Jaden Daniels is still available. Do you at trade 11, out of this, though, with Kirk signed? I mean, I suppose, I suppose we, could, we can look at the offers. I mean. Let's look at those two two trade offers on the table. Who wants to trade up for Jaden Daniels? By the way, so all of the edge rushers are still on the board, and Mm -hmm. Jaden Daniels. What a what a scenario this would be. Oh my god. Okay. So let's see here. The two teams offering are the Dolphins at twenty one and the Bills at twenty eight. Would you move back (laughs) ten picks here? What what would let's just see what we get for twenty one. So we would swap the twenty one. What what are they willing to give? The eleven, the fifty three. Is a yes, and then like next year's first, no. Yes, next year's second, second. Eh, 50 50. Next year's third would be accepted. So you'd get you'd move back ten, get an extra second round pick this year, and an extra third oh. round pick next year. What do you I think? think I'm boys? resigning right now. I think I'm going to leave my post with the Vikings. <laughs> well, wait, no, this is the purple daily front office here. So what do you want to do, Judd? You got a say in this? No, I know, but I uh, I hate what we've done so far uh, i will say i mean i get another second round pick yes but what's going to be a 21 i i'm tempted i'm i'm not sure about thor i'm tempted by the fact that all of the edge rushers are there and i clearly am trying to win now if i just kept kirk by the way we could still move yeah. back up like we could finagle this we could do this see how the edge rushers come off the board and then move back up to like 15 well, Right. Yeah, I mean, in, in this scenario, Dodgers. really, I'm turning in the card real quick of Jaden Daniels because I haven't re-signed Kirk. Okay. But, I, but I think in what we're doing, we should play out the exercise, trade down, see see what happens. Okay. Yeah, because we've the ink is dry on a two-year guaranteed contract in this exercise for Kirk. And the question is, would that stop you from drafting Jaden Daniels here? He's got no, a full no trade, me. too, a full no trade. Because oh. he's yeah, Kirk. Two he's years the, guaranteed. I'm trying to win now. Oh, I feel like you... I feel like as much as I loathe what you've done to us, I feel you like you got to get you got to get other pieces. I right? feel you like you sort of need have a, to at that point. A, All right, we're doing that. We're doing Russia. the trade. Yeah. Okay, we just right. made the trade. All right, so we're good. gonna let's let's go a couple more picks here. So Dolphins at eleven, they take 
Quinion Mitchell, cornerback yeah, Toledo. Those Kirk stands better appreciate what we're doing in this exercise. Yeah. And oh, that hurt Daniels turning to down the, Daniels. To, oh, to Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos. Dude, this is insane. So we're at the 14th pick, Terry and Arnold 13, and none of the three edge rushers have come off the board yet. Oof. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna keep going here. Yep. It's gotta be it's gotta be McCarthy there, right? Saints take Dallas oh, Turner. Oh, I forgot. PFF ranks him way too low. J.C. Latham tackle to the Colts. Okay, oh, now wait, J- wait, Jared Verse might, just went yeah. to the Seahawks. So, so we got Latu's still on the board, right? Yeah, Latu's on the board. So, so we only got one of them stud uh, edge rushers. Let's let's see what the Jaguars want to for us to move up four spots. Okay, and they need an edge rusher potentially too. But so if we move up to seventeen from twenty-one, we offer the one hundred and nine. 75% chance. Should we see? Done. Yeah, done. Offer this. Boom, we're on the clock. Yeah. So we... All right. So so we take, we'll, we'll just assume that we have gotten uh, a more or less a clean bill of health on Mr. Latu, and we'll pop him here. He's in a neck brace right now. We're taking... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Latu like Latu to the okay. Vikings at 17. So the next picks are 42 and 53. I'm going to let this roll a little bit. Is there any way you'd want to trade back up into the first round? Yeah, if McCarthy okay. keeps falling. So would you? Okay, so would you draft McCarthy? By the way, uh, real quick, Jerzon Newton just went. He's defensive lineman. We haven't talked about interior guy. He's not the three hundred forty pound planet that Tavondre Sweat is. But but should the Vikings be interested in Jerzon Newton at all in the interior? Um, I mean, ish in that you know one of your biggest team weaknesses is not getting the pressure from your uh, down lineman, and Newton is the best in this class at that on the interior. The only thing is he's a better fit for the like the old Vikings defensive scheme where you had the the true three technique and you were doing you know the four down lineman every single time. I know that Flores he's got like this hybrid system whatnot. Um, but like, you know, when, when they're going to the three, four, you're typically looking for some of those bigger rangier guys for the occupying to allow the guys behind him. And then the edge rushers, you know, to, to get in on, on all the plays, whatnot. So he's not as clean of a fit, uh, you know, where the Vikings, mm-hmm. I think would pay a premium. What about, uh, Byron Murphy, the second from Texas, the guy that sweat played next to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, that sweat can beat, can play in a four, uh, down lineman, uh, system as well. He can facilitate that. Um, but it, it's a similar thing with Murphy. Like, uh, you know, Newton, you might toss out like comps like a Geno Atkins for him. With Murphy, like a Grady Jarrett, right? It's a, that same sort of prototypical, like, you know, pinball of a three technique who's super quick off the line, different oh, stuff like that, pinball. is looking for that immediate pressure. Pinball of a three technique, yeah. So, okay, Texans are on the clock. Let's go a few more picks. We could trade back in. Would you would you trade back in to get JJ McCarthy and let him sit behind ironclad Kirk contract for two years? Oh, you know what my answer to that's gonna be. I sure would. Okay. I'm gonna pause it here because we've got some well no, the, the Cardinals aren't gonna take him, so we can keep going. We can go a couple more. I think none of these teams are gonna take him. So we're probably good into the second round, right? Unless I, I would yeah, you would think for sure. Unless you want want to try and get the fifth year option. Oh, that's true. Okay, let's pause it right here on San Francisco. Yeah, we because especially that's a great point, Judd. Because we got right. Kirk under contract, we want we want more control of the twenty year old yep. JJ McCarthy, right? Yep. Because now he's down okay. to three years if you don't get that fifth year option. So okay. San, San Phil, Francisco uh, only only one, only one suggestion. I would go to the thirty second pick, so we pay a little bit less. We know the forty eight Niners ain't going to take McCarthy. Yep, that's a good point. Just one more. Okay, so the Niners 
take Graham yeah. Barton, tackle yeah. from Duke. So we're, we're trading with the Kansas City Chiefs, who are probably not taking a quarterback, is my guess. Yep. <laughs> so we move up from 42 yeah. to 32, and we kick in the 130. Eh, 57%. They, they we... take that, right? It says only a 57% chance to be accepted. So we'd have to do like the 130 and then the 227, the 130 and the 179. Let's try that. They accepted it. So okay. we're back on the, we're back on the clock at good 32 here. We're cooking. Welcome and to Minnesota. McCarthy, J. J. McCarthy. Who is the draft pick? There it is. He is moving up the PFF board, by the way. Do you see yeah. that? It's at 30 yeah. now. Yeah, I he was, that. You did, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all you're doing. You you screwed Quazy <laughs> on this. He was perfectly content watching McCarthy as a second-round pick until you came along. I, I, I'm buddies with Sikama, so I, I don't want to give him too hard of a time, the guy that does the rankings on here. But it's like you, McCarthy was a little bit too low. Uh, before so it looks like he's moved up 20 spots since we did this last time on, on their board so we'll let this you, you want to trade up at all? spots to go we're but... five, five picks away so we'll just let it roll yeah. all right back on the clock with the 53rd overall pick yeah. here boys okay. we got sure, yeah. we got lots we got yeah, we probably need is Tavandre sweat still chilling here yeah that's something to look into i saw that longhorn logo i got excited for a second here let's go to interior defensive lineman Oh, he might have. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh they've oh, got him right. Oh, they got ninetieth. Oh gosh. Okay. So uh, it's a reach for them, but not low. for you. Yeah. Well, we might. We might. When's our next pick? Because we did we recoup a third. And no. We so we're going fifty three here. Our next pick is one forty five. So we've got. I got taken. I, I would like journey. to look at our. Can, can we look at that one trade offer we got? Sure. Patriots. Moving yeah. back from fifty three to sixty eight. Let's just see. Let, let's try it, and then we could take Sweat at sixty eight, and we'll see what else we can get here. So we want the one hundred four. Yeah. Oh, oh they'll I give like us that. the one hundred four. One thirty six. Will they give us? Oh, they'll give us both. Whoa. Let's take them. Okay. Let's take the take Patriots the rest of their draft and see there. what happens. There we go. We just made a trade. Done. Okay. All Patriots right. on the clock. We'll keep going. And. Hopefully nobody takes our guy. There's one interior defensive lineman, but there's still a couple above him. There's a t- I saw the but Texas I logo there. I got a little oh, there's, yeah, there's one more. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Boom, we're out there. There, right. you, go. Okay. there you go. You got him. All right, okay. yeah. Ring up sweat. That's so done they're, done. they're probably going to ding us for this because they don't reach. they don't love this as a That's their pick. fault. But, yeah, they'll, they'll but, move sweat up. Thor's this not is worried. Thor's day here. Thor's not. It. Thor's not concerned about what PFF does. <laughs> not concerned at all. We are destroying this draft so far. So we just grabbed Tavandre Sweat. We'll we'll rapid fire here to the one hundred four. We have five picks left. We'll just go rapid fire here. So we've got edge, interior, defensive lineman, and we've got a quarterback. What else do you think we should be? Oh, um, this is running back territory, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're, we're, we are in running back territory. Other positions, cornerback, linebacker, uh, and a wide receiver three are other ones that I'm sniffing around right now. Let's check the cornerbacks, see if yeah. you like any of these guys. Renardo Green from Florida State, Jarvis Brownlee, Louisville. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, both those guys are solid. Um, I, I do like Brownlee. Uh, he, he, they sicked him on all the wide receiver ones on the other side. So I do like him. Just scroll down the overall board. See, we'll see who else is down here real quick. I, Marshawn Lloyd's a really good fit for the Vikings. A really oh, good one. Let's do it. Yeah, let's pop Marshawn. Marshawn Lloyd running yeah. back here just to show his stats for the audience on YouTube. So five foot nine, two hundred ten pound. He uh, he had eight hundred sixteen yards at seven yards per carry last year for USC. Can he catch passes or not really? 
Um, he can. It just wasn't featured in either of the offenses he was in. First at South Carolina, then at UC. He actually talked to us in Mobile about that's the one thing I want to show people out here because they didn't. My offense it didn't allow me to use that much, but he definitely can. He definitely showed that in Mobile as well. We're back on the clock at the one thirty-six here. Cornerback in play. Wide receiver in play. The uh, the corner is uh, is uh, did Br- Br- Brownlee go in between? I think so. I'll pull up the corners for you here. Let's see that real quick. Yep. So Kalen okay. Carlson is the, the the best available. Yeah, let, let's go to a different position. We're we're gonna we're gonna wait on that one. We'll okay. go to. Uh, can you toss up uh, uh, linebackers and receivers for me, please? We'll go one at a time here. Linebackers. Okay, those top three guys are all good. Barrett okay. Bertrand and, and Cedric Gray. Let's see, what we got a receiver. Oh, Marcus wrote uh, Rosemi Jack Saint. That's a cool name. It is a cool name. That can be quite special right teams too. He's got good hands, but he's not a great route runner. Uh, I, I'm intrigued by uh, Isaiah Williams. I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by McCaffrey, like we've talked about before. Taj Washington has, has really good movement. Um, I, I think that the value is still fine there. I, I'm, I'm going to change my mind. Let's go back to the corners. We'll, we'll take a corner here because I think there's the depth at the um, the receiver position. Okay. So we'll take. Um, out of those three guys, I might like Newton the most of that. I know that's not – we could, for the grade, just take Carson, but I, I kind of like Newton more than him. Up to who you. Fits, I'll leave it up to you guys. Who fits best with um, the system? For, for what Flores wants. Uh, yeah. Newton Newton is uh, just a shade under 5'11", a shade under 200 pounds was the last listing I had on him. Um, but can play outside for sure. Um, and then Carson – you're right around the, I mean, he's, he's a little bit bigger, but yeah, I mean, they're both boundary guys. Yeah. You call it. We'll take whatever yeah. one you want. Well, okay. For the grade, I'm going to go Carson. Okay. <laughs> it's a PFF grade. So, yeah. okay. Three more picks. We're back on the clock at 145. You want to take a look at those I linebackers take a look again at, or receivers? I want to see the receivers because we can certainly take Barrett or gray if we don't like one of these. Yeah. And, and these are the three guys I was looking at before. Can, can you go down just a little bit more? I want to see the other guys that are out there. Keep going down just a little bit. Okay, there's a drop off after those top three guys, and Brew McCoy's not in this class. Um, yeah, let's let's pop one now. I I kind of like Luke McCaffrey for for the grade. We would take Taj, but um, for a better grade, but I I, I kind of like McCaffrey. We're going and, bloodlines and, here, bloodlines yeah. boys. We got. And he's a Luke kid who's McCaffrey. only played receiver for two years. He's going to keep getting better. Plus he can throw it. the ball too. Trick plays. He could absolutely. <laughs> More trick Jed plays. Declan loves yep. trick Jed, plays. Jed, Jed, I do. I do love trick. I do too. Yep. Here's okay. the linebacker list for you. Yeah, we're we're going Cedric Gray here. I feel like Cedric we've taken Gray. him out, wow. but I, I like that kid's game. <laughs> no <laughs> so. questioning it. Yeah. And then our last pick for this mock exercise, the 166. Which position? Okay, I'm trying to think which position we haven't hit. Interior offensive line, probably, yeah, right? Have, yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Unless I'm just forgetting something obvious, but that's... No, no, you're not. You're fine. I will go IOL here for you. It's, it's kind of picked over in terms of the, the rankings. Um... That Norzag kid is pretty good, the center from Penn State. Do we want to go like a, a, a guy that can compete with Bradbury, or do we want to go a guy that's got the versatility between the two? Compete I think versatility. Oops, uh, we're, we're, it's too late. He, he's not going to lo- lose his job here. I, I would like a guy that can play guard and center. Okay. Uh, 
I'm kind of a fan of Cohen. Um, the the kid from Penn State, I think, is the best pure center that would be on the board now and a guy that you could potentially have to, to push him. I, I'm not sure that I would trust Cohen to play there. Let's push him. Let's push yeah, him. We're going to push him. Oh, there Garrett, is. this is your life. Okay, the draft. <laughs> at least it's a five-round draft here. All right. It better give us a good grade. Okay, let's scroll down. They love the Latu. Oh, the A-plus yeah. on the McCarthy. Yeah. An A overall grade here, gentlemen. A D-minus on the go. center. I hated the McCaffrey pick. Yeah, why are they nitpicking? Pick. They're nitpicking our fifth rounders. Get out of here. I mean, we but got they, McCarthy at the end of the round. You tell got them this is BS. I know. love this. Those first three picks, I mean, you're. we just turned around the franchise. Look at that. So, all right, there it is. That's our third mock simulation with Thor. J.J. McCarthy sitting behind ironclad contract Kirk once again. So you can find Thor on Twitter slash X at Thor KU and his work on Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. And you guys launched a new podcast, dude. Promote it. We did, yeah. We just talked about the most polarizing players in the class this past episode. So we were arguing, like, the Keon Coleman's one. It's always talked about Xavier Worthy. Uh, just some different divisive prospects. We talked J.J. McCarthy in that and Bo Nix as well. Um, contractually obligated. So, yeah, check that out on the Fantasy Pros Dynasty feed. Awesome, man. Thank Beautiful. you, Thor. We'll do it again oh, yeah. next Thursday, sir. Always enjoy it, boys. We'll see you then. Bye, there Thursday. Is. Thor <laughs> Nystrom here helping elevate the knowledge level of this podcast, Purple Daily. Boys, we have some time for a random yeah. Viking of the week, don't we? Deadly. Yes. Okay. Random yeah, Viking week. It. Judd has it put together, presented by our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated believes in face-to-face, eye-to-eye relationships. They believe in a corporate culture that's grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all of their interactions and decision-making. At Federated, they believe their value is measured by the success of their clients, which is you, you, the business owner. Find out more about how they can help you. They've been helping business owners since 1904. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. And just one more shout out, uh, at least for today, to the donation page, scorenorth.com slash donate, where we are just looking to raise any amount of money for the three first responders that were killed a few days ago in the line of duty. Um, and so we're supporting the frontline foundation on this, which has already organized $60,000 to their families. Scornorth.com slash donate $5, $50, whatever you feel comfortable with scornorth.com slash donate. Okay, guys, it's time for a random Viking of the week here where every single Thursday, two members of the show compete against each other. It's losers out every week. And last week, Declan got the point with Darren Sharper. Controversial. Still, I think he gets out this year, I'm pretty sure. We got a tweet about it. I was very upset you guys used Darren Sharper. He's a former Viking! He's a, he's a, he's a random Viking. It's the algorithm. It just, it's, the, it's the random name generator. Uh, but all time, Judd has 66 wins. Declan has 34. I have 18. In the new era where we all compete against each other, Equally, Judd has 15 wins. I have 11. Declan has eight. We get up to three guesses each. If one of us hits a third guess incorrect, the other person wins automatically. Darren Sharper, Roger Craig, Donovan McNabb, Darren Nelson, superstar Mike Morris are the last five random Vikings. Judd, you're the clues, man. Here we go. Okay. Clue number one. This random Viking is an upstanding citizen unlike last week's. Standing okay. citizen. Upstanding citizen. How do you how, know? Yeah. How, and how would you? You would have defi- said that about Darren Sharper about ten years ago. Uh, we'll get to. We'll get to why. 
And, okay. and I said is. Okay. During his playing days, I got no clue. But this guy will be, it will be proven if we get to the clue that it is a man who appears to be an upstanding citizen. Okay. Serving his community. This former Viking, random Viking, attended school in the Big Ten. Big Ten guy. Standing citizen Big Ten. He scored one NFL touchdown. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, he's, so he was not very good then. Not a good football player. I'm just kidding. It's just a little jokey poo. Don't worry. Not, not answering any That's questions right now. This random Viking played seven NFL seasons. Seven NFL seasons. Okay. Uh-huh. Three of them came as a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, no, you gonna do it again? No, I, th- I had one there for a second. You're gonna pull it, pull it out again, and get and and freaking guess it after four clues. Unbelievable victory in the random twin. Mm-hmm. In addition to football, this random Viking also spent a year in college on the basketball team. Multi-sport talent. I'm going to control F real quick. Okay. Shall I wait or, or no, you're shall good. I give a clue? Okay. This random Viking was not only a standout athlete in high school in Harvey, Illinois, but also was an honor student. Very good student. Okay. He was a first-round draft pick in 2002. Whoa. That's a clue. He is not by the Vikings, by the way. Okay. So it's not a Viking. Not a Viking draft pick, I should say. Since retiring from the National Football League, he has transitioned to a career in politics, serving his community. Oh, who is this? Okay, so, oh my God, so I covered this player. I covered this player. You did cover this player. We both did. This random Viking has been a member of the Illinois Senate representing the 15th District since 2013. Who is this? So he's not only in politics, he's in big-time politics. What? Oh, God. For a point of reference about where where this is, the 15th uh, District in the state of Illinois, he represents parts of Cook and Will Counties. Cook County, of course. Is enormous. Yep. So he's not just. This is not a fly-by-nighter oh. off in Podunk, Illinois. No, on big-time politician. So okay. So he he gets drafted. He's comes to the Vikings probably after his rookie contract was up. Only for the one Vikings. NFL touchdown though. So he played. Dude, this is like it's so narrow. Um, was it no, because they drafted him, didn't they? Did they draft him? I need to control F again. Okay. This former Viking. Yeah, we did him already. Had two stints with the franchise, including playing his last season in Minnesota, so his last NFL season 
in Minnesota after a stop with an AFC oh. team. So his last season was in so so <laughs> so three seasons broken up by a stint in the American Football Conference. So he was on the oh my god he was on. The, This random Viking started his career also in the AFC. And both of his teams in that conference were in the West. Eventually, we're going to get to a clue that's going to. Was it? I can, I'm just now I'm just like, is it was it Tank Williams? No. You, not even drama. Just dismisses no. it out of hand. It was not Tank I can't imagine a guy named Tank is like, you know. Tank's on Twitter. He follows me. Politician. I like Tank. Tank's a good guy. <laughs> follows you on Twitter? Yeah, it's, very, it's odd. I don't know why he follows I have a, me the I, last time. It's, I but the one touchdown, I have. Two different stints. This random Viking only scored one touchdown because he played defense. Yeah. It's okay. It's a. De- I'm just. I'm going to talk out loud because it helps me. It's going to help Declan too. It was the defensive player on the 2008 Vikings, and I'm trying to figure out which one it was. Two different stints. Okay. Oh. oh. No, but he was drafted by the Vikings. Okay. I'm. I'm oh. about. Oh. Oh my God. Hold on. Keep going, Judd. Give a clue. Give a clue. Give a clue. Okay. Forget Mackie. Napoleon he- Harris. Oh. Dang it. That's it. Is that it? Correct. That's yep, it. That's yes! it. Oh, thank God. Correct. No, I was Randy about Moss to give trade. the clue. The Randy Moss trade. I was about to give that clue, so that was uh, going to end Napoleon it. Harris. F. Okay. Marcus Napoleon Allen. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Greg Beaker. No. Napoleon uh, Harris. Oh, damn it. Yep. I was about to give the Randy Moss trade clue. Napoleon Harris. So the Vikings traded senator? Randy Moss to the Raiders. Yeah, he's a big time For the number seven overall pick, yep. Napoleon Harris was the other. And, right? and like a seventh round pick. Yeah. It turned out to be like um, a corner who didn't make the team. I had no idea he's in politics. I was shocked we hadn't used him yet. Yeah, that's a yeah, good, no, that's that's a good, a good one. one. I did like really eight control one. Fs. Just to make sure. <laughs> Just to really yeah, because sure. I'm like, we had to have used him. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's a big-time right. politician. Napoleon Harris. Which I don't think I knew. It's been a while since I've won either one of these random twin now or random good day, day. good day yeah, it's today's also random wolf of the week on flagrant howls wow, so open to go three for three very All right, nice. boys dean garrett in here oh you got it that's correct it's crazy <laughs> old dino Indiana. actually on flagrant howls today yeah a random wolf of the week is going to be a guest oh. a secret guest cool the first the first random anything of the week i think that's been like a scheduled guest neat on these shows we just start booking some of these random Vikings, you know? Like, well, we had Matthew Hatchet on one time. He was great. Jake Reed joined Jake us Reed. on, Jake on the radio on. show. Yeah. He was fantastic. What's Jerome Simpson doing? Can uh, you get him on? He's still mad at Tom Pressel. JT O'Sullivan? Yeah, let's get Tom JT Presso. on. Yeah, JT O'Sullivan. JT would be good. Ontario Smith. Big still Bad Brad. <laughs> Big Bad Brad. He's a star on TikTok. Good show today, boys. All right. Good show here. A good Thursday. Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.